0: Hey, life insurance agents, you're listening to the modern life insurance selling podcast where we provide the tools to help you grow a more profitable life insurance business by selling online and over the phone from anywhere with an internet connection. Even if you're alone in your quest to build your life insurance business, just know that there's a community of life insurance agents at selltermlife.com connecting and helping each other grow their businesses from home offices, coffee shops, and beaches, all across the nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to episode number four of the Modern Life Insurance Selling Podcast. My name is Jeff Root, and we've got a great interview lined up for you today with an ex-insurance agent turned lead vendor. We'll be discussing how he generates life insurance leads for his lead buyers and also have a conversation of the life insurance lead marketplace. It's going to be some great information any agent buying leads should know, and any agent generating their own leads will get some great insights on what works for him and what doesn't. So we'll get into that shortly, but first I want to remind everyone that there's a send voicemail tab on celltermlife.com. If you have any questions you want covered, I'll play them on the podcast and answer them or find a guest to address the question. Also, feel free to leave messages with any recommendations for future podcasts. I want to thank everyone for all the five-star reviews and just general feedback I've been getting on the podcast episodes so far. The amount of downloads, subscriptions, and reviews have placed the podcast on iTunes as new and noteworthy under the career section, which is pretty insane considering we're a life insurance selling podcast. If you haven't left a review on iTunes and you like this podcast, I would really appreciate the gesture. Okay, let's get on with the interview. Today, we have Cleland Green, owner of Benipath. He's an ex-insurance agent, turn lead vendor. I personally have been buying a specific type of lead from his company for over a year now. And he's been kind enough to take some time and open up to us about the lead generation techniques he uses and thoughts about the lead marketplace in general. Welcome to the podcast, Quilland. Thank you. All right. So from, from what I understand, you were an insurance agent turned lead broker. So tell us about yourself and how Benipath got started.
1: Well, I started in the business back in 1985. I was in the individual life insurance marketplace. I started with the Equitable, which is now AXA, as many of you know. I quickly gravitated to the group benefits side. Four years later, I made MDRT and you know started CLU, CHFC, and then I started a third-party administrator for health insurance and grew that over the years. We hit the Inc. 500 list three times, and that got sold back in 2002. After it was sold. I ended up going and taking a corporate job with a publicly traded brokerage firm, heading up their marketing department. Corporate world wasn't for me. I needed to start my own business. And I was in 2006 looking at the marketplace saying, what's going to work? And I saw that the group marketplace was declining and the individual health insurance marketplace was growing. So I made a decision to start a little agency in the individual health market. My long story short there is I designed a model that was not in existence at the time and it didn't work. So at the end of a year of trying this new model, I had to either go to one of the more traditional models, but at the same time, people knew I was generating my own leads and they knew me and they started calling me up and asking me if they could buy my leads from me. And I said, there's a different path than you know becoming a traditional call center or traditional general agency. So I made a decision to get into the lead marketplace, and when I did it, I had some basic fundamentals that I wanted to go forward with, and the first was I would generate leads just like I generate them for myself, which is what we've done since we started generating leads for other people, and what we were doing, we were generating our own leads back in 2007. The second thing is that we would only do exclusive leads. The shared lead game is all about sharing that lead as many times as you can. And that's how the shared lead companies make their money. So a lot of them will sit out there and say, oh, you know, when you say how many times you share a lead, they'll tell you the average number of times that they share a lead. And that's typically three or four times. And that's the number you want to hear. The reality is that that's every lead, including the 18-year-old girl who puts in a a request for life insurance. Now, how many 18-year-old girls Does anyone in this audience know who want to buy a $50,000 life insurance policy? (laughs)
0: Yeah, and it's not to mention they send it out to other lead vendors, too. Isn't it it true that they Mm -hmm. kind of ping out their leads to other vendors? So it may be shared three to four times there, but it's probably shared another three to four times at a couple other lead vendors as well.
1: That's right. All the lead companies have a pretty extensive ping post system, and they'll even sell a lead they've already sold shared. So it's not just I haven't sold it once. If they've only sold it once, they'll go through their whole ping post and say, this lead's been sold one time, which will give them a reduced price over what the other company would bid to buy that lead. But it's still, they're going to sell it another time. And if that company has three or four buyers, there you go. That lead's gone out five times. And this all happens in real time. Right. So that's how I got into the business and a little bit about me.
0: Okay, great. So most of us are... Well, all of us, I should say, are life insurance agents here. So how does BenePath generate life insurance leads?
1: Well, right now, we generate our life insurance leads through search, and that's what we do with all of our leads. We do have a couple of services where we place ads on pages. they are text ads on pages that are highly relevant to life insurance, but that is less than 10% of our lead flow right now. So 90% of our leads are coming from Google, Yahoo, or Bing.
0: So do you guys have a network of sites, or is it just one major site, or how does that work?
1: Well, right now we've got two sites that we use to generate our life leads. One's our Benipat.com site, and the other is our Compare Life Quote site. That allows us to run two Google campaigns, two Bing campaigns, two Yahoo campaigns to support our customers.
0: And so we also have questions from our community. wanted to get some questions from them that they wanted to ask. First question we have is, what life insurance lead generation methods have worked?
1: So we've tested, just in general, lead generation. It doesn't matter if you're talking health, auto, life, a number of different sources. So I'll start with what we found doesn't work. And the first one that we found is paid ads on Facebook don't work. You can get tons of impressions, and then you'll get a very, very low click-through rate. And we've split-tested and multivariate-tested multiple ads and you end up with a, like a 0.05 percent click-through rate, and and that means every time they show my ad, only 0.05 percent of the time will somebody click on it, and that's yeah. the best we've ever seen. But when the they're showing your ad 100,000 times, you know you've got 50 clicks. And the problem that we found is that you know of those 50 clicks, only one or two people will actually submit their information. And when you're paying a dollar fifty a click, you're talking about thirty some dollars per lead. So it just doesn't work that well. We've also found that banner ads don't work very well. So again, you can get lots of impressions, very low click-through rate, and you don't get a lot of leads. So the lead cost ends up being very high. So we found what works is search. Okay.
0: So how do you scale search? If you have a bunch of life insurance lead buyers, you know, walk through your door, come to your door today. How do you scale that?
1: It's a tough proposition. You can either scale it by bidding more, by improving your click-through rate on your ads, or by improving your quality score, which also is directly tied into your click-through rate.
0: Okay. So you're and talking about pay-per-click right now, though.
1: Pay-per-click, so... okay. yes. Okay, gotcha. And that's how we're doing it. We get very little organic. A lot of agents will think that you know, leads are all coming in organic. If you go out to the web and, you know, you go to Google and I'll just do it right now and I type in term life insurance, right? That's a term we'd all love to get. The first listing organically is Wikipedia, Mm -hmm. all right? The next one is State Farm. The one after that is MetLife. The one after that is Investopedia. And then you get to, I get to in mine, and maybe it's because it's local search, DaveRamsey.com, which is not a lead generation site.
0: Right. I'm seeing the same thing.
1: What you're getting, and I can tell you, once you get past the top three, there's just not a lot of traffic. So people are like, oh, I'm on page one of Google. Like, I can see select quote at the bottom of page one. Mm -hmm. Select quote is not getting a lot of leads from this. Right. We were, at one point, the number three listing for the term health insurance quotes in Google, and we held that for a year. And I paid a ton of money to stay there. And, You know, everyone's like, wow, your health insurance quotes, you must have been getting hundreds of leads. And when I tell people what we got at the number three position, we were getting about 50 leads a month. What? People were floored. Yeah. Yeah. What? Number three for health insurance quotes, you got 50 leads a month? That was it. Because everyone clicks number one and number two. And the other thing is people think that organic is better than paid, and Actually, we found that return rates on organic leads are higher than return leads on paid. Why? Because the people who click organic are more savvy Internet users. The more savvy Internet users know that if they put in their information in the site, that they're going to get hammered with calls. They're a more aware customer. So they also tend to be the ones that even if they do put in the information, they don't answer the phone and that type of a thing. We found that people who do the paid search, they don't know the difference between paid and organic, and there's a lot of research out there, and about 80% of the people really don't know the difference, and I can't tell you how many times I've talked to an agent, and I've told them, this is paid or this is organic, and they just don't know.
0: Right. Okay, so when you say you're doing organic search, you're generating organic leads, life insurance leads, you're also including the pay-per-click ads in the organic search, right? Right.
1: It's all the same traffic. Okay. It's search. Gotcha. Whether it's paid or organic, it's search. And there is no difference. The advantage of paid is that you can get on the same page for the person typing in the same term. You're just paying Google for the right to be there versus Google using their algorithm to put you there. And as you can tell, you're just not going to get in the top five for any of the terms that are worth anything.
0: Right. Right. I guess this is a good follow-up question to that is, I mean, I've tested pay-per-click as well. A lot of agents have tested pay-per-click and with clicks being anywhere from five bucks to 25 bucks plus per click, how are you able to offer exclusive life insurance leads, let's just say at $25 with cost per clicks at $5 to $25 plus?
1: It's hard. So clearly we are not competing for terms like term life insurance because that's one of the terms that's a $22, $23 click. The reason we're not is nobody's willing to pay $90 a lead. So we're shut out of that marketplace and again, if you look at who the paid results are and this will probably vary between it's all the big insurance companies and the big insurance companies, A, if they get that lead, they don't have to pay you. So that's 90 to 120% of the first year premium on a term policy, right? Right. And then they get to spread out their marketing costs over five years. So, from their own accounting standpoint, when they report their financials, if they're a publicly traded company or even if they're a mutual company, you're only seeing one fifth of their current year's marketing costs going against their expenses. So they have a completely different equation than an individual agent does.
0: Interesting, yeah.
1: When it gets to Google, and this is one of the really, really important things to understand, that when you see that it's 5 to $25, it isn't 5 to $25. It's 5 to $25 if you're an average person doing advertising. Right. But if you are skilled at writing ad copy, and you can get high click-through rates, and you have done a really good job on your landing pages, and you've got good content and get a high-quality score on your landing pages, you can get a higher-quality score on your ads, on your keywords in Google AdWords. And if you get a high-quality score, you can pay substantially less than what their estimated price is to be on page one. So that's one of the first things that you have to do is you just have to get really good at this. And how you get really good at this is you've got to do multivariate testing and you've got to do split testing and you've got to constantly be managing your campaigns. You also have to be managing your keywords. So if you've got dud keywords that are getting lots of impressions on your ad and you're not getting clicks, you've got to, you know, manage that and get rid of it. But most people do broad match versus phrase or exact and you have to really do broad or you won't get any traffic and they don't really understand what kind of keywords are underlying the keyword they're advertising on. And I'll give you a great example. So when we first started our Google campaigns, we were advertising one of the keywords we bid on was universal life insurance, right? We got clicks for universal remote under our broad match. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now that's we, a and, of money. and we got a lot of clicks for it. In day one, until we caught it and then we negative keyworded out. So that's one, like everyone, you can go ahead and negative keyword out, universe remote, that's a gift to you from me. But that's just one term out of about 750 that we found that have nothing to do in just our life insurance campaign with life insurance. Yeah. And yeah. every day, we have to scour our raw keywords, not the bitted keywords, but the actual keywords that people type. We have to scour those raw keywords to find the garbage that you get from Google and eliminate them from our campaigns. So you know, if you're planning wow. on doing this yourself, make sure you're allocating a good two hours a day to managing your campaigns or you will get bit. You also need to have tools like we have. So we have a database that extracts the raw keyword from the user when they come into our system. So I extract the bidded keyword and the raw keyword into our database. You guys aren't going to have that technology. The odds are stacked up against you, and you are competing with some of the biggest agencies in the country Mm -hmm. because that's who's supporting the MetLife of the world. And they've got guys who've got PhDs working on these campaigns. The odds are stacked up against you in the AdWords space. It's, it's a tough space.
0: No wonder and you've got agents to... can't make it work. I've heard of so many people trying and falling flat on their face. I, for one, have tried and wasted a ton of money on it. So I now understand why.
1: Yeah, it's hard. And, you know, Jeff, we've come up with a new product because we see that people distrust the lead companies mm-hmm. and they don't trust where the leads are coming from. And we now have four customers up on it. We just developed the product last year. It's in beta. We're getting close to announcing it. So this is the first public announcement we've ever made. Cool. So you've got an exclusive here. What we're doing is we're setting up a website that's the agent's own website. Mm-hmm. We are managing the Google campaigns and using all of our technology and all of our know-how on how to convert the leads, etc. cetera. You get all the data. So you can actually track your sales back to the raw keywords. Wow. Because we've created wow. this kind of an integration. Now, this is for larger customers. You've got to have at least a $5,000 week budget. Mm-hmm. But if you're a bigger agency and you're looking to generate a lot of leads, we have this. And we just charge a very small per lead price of $5 a lead to do the work. So unlike agencies, which are paying, charging you 30% of what your spend is, we take the risk ourselves and we say, listen, we know we're going to be able to get you leads. And if we don't, we don't charge We make nothing. Mm-hmm. And if we get you leads, we just charge you $5 per lead. And then we have that complete ability to integrate with your CRM, get the information back from your CRM, and match your dispositions to the original source of those keywords. And now you'll know 100% of where your leads are coming from. So it's it's the idea like you could get 10 agents together and they could do it together as a group. There's a lot of tools, but this is a unique product. It's uh, something that we're filing a patent on. It's a solution to this problem of not having those tools and the expertise in the space that you're in.
0: Well, yeah, you're also taking the most important data, and that's your conversions and in, in sales. You know, so you're able to double down on the most profitable keywords that you're targeting. You know, if you're getting these big, exactly. yeah, these big sales, that's the key right there, and that's kind of what. I feel, is the disconnect between lead companies and agents buying from lead companies. You really don't know. Yeah, you can make a great sale, but you can't double down on mm-hmm. that thing anymore.
1: No, and, and that's, you know, because you want to fixed price. So you come to right. me saying, well, I want to buy your life leads for $25 or $30, whatever the price is, depending on your targeting and filters, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't bid on a term that's a $15 term. Mm-hmm. I just can't. It's, right. it's not... Anything I can do. So I've got to get the longer tail terms, et cetera. Whereas when it's your own campaign and you can see that it's worth it to you, I'm closing one out of two versus, you know, on this other keyword I'm closing one out of twenty, that keyword might be worth fifteen dollars to you. Right. Right. So it really lifts the veil and allows you to say where do I want to spend my money versus where Buying a fixed price lead, or, and dealing with shared leads, or you know, if you're dealing with exclusives of the shared lead company, I mean, there's just a host of problems there. And
0: we have we have one more question from our community here, and and that is, which avenue has the highest converting traffic to requesting a life insurance quote? So I think he's talking like organic search or pay per click or social, just on the conversion from webpage to to lead. We we've, we've
1: had. Equal success with Bing and with Google. Microsoft, which is Yahoo and Bing now and Google, we don't see a, a huge difference there. And really, depending on the keyword, you know, we're seeing conversion rates anywhere from 10 to 40%. Good to know. We're still working on the ones that are 10% because a lot of the ones that are 10%, it's because of the raw keywords. Gotcha. So you look at it, gosh, you're like, wow, this is a great keyword. Why isn't it converting? You know, the page is perfect, and then you get into the raw keywords, and you're like, oh my gosh, why is Google (laughs) giving me, you know, I'm bidding on this exact term in this other group, which has a better landing page for that term. Why did they give me the impression and the clicks in this ad group, which is going to a a landing page that has nothing to do with it? And that's the kind of nonsense that you'll deal with when you manage your own campaign. The thing that I do know that works for agents is make sure that you're signing up on every one of like the Google places and Yahoo and Bing have this, a similar thing to the Google places where you can set up your business because for the local search, when somebody in your own community types in life insurance, you come up there and you don't pay for that. Right. And that's easy to do and you don't have to do organic or anything. Make sure you have a website. You know, I, so many agents don't have websites and it it drives me nuts because you can get a website on one-on-one or GoDaddy for, what, $5 a month, $6 a month? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's just no excuse to not have a website. And they've got template builders, so you just choose a template, and you just have to spend some time writing copy. And there are places out there like Writer Access that if you can't write copy, just tell people what you want to write, set it up in Writer Access, and you can get a page of copy done for $20. bucks. mm hmm So building a website should not be a problem. And having a professional email, so many agents are using Yahoo and Gmail email addresses. That just screams lack of professionalism. I agree. Um, Make sure you're in white pages, yellow pages, all the free listings out there. That will help you out tremendously and will generate leads for you. These guys selling you organic, all I can tell you is that I've spent hundreds of thousands on SEO and never got a return on it. It's a tough road to hoe, and it's, you know, everyone thinks it's the, the ultimate, the penultimate place, but you're competing against the big boys, and unless you're prepared to spend a ton of money or unless your organic is very geographically isolated, which is going to limit the amount of traffic you get, right. you're just not going to see the results. Yeah.
0: Let's shift gears here, and let's talk about the life insurance lead marketplace so most lead companies use affiliates and resell the leads, so there's barely any quality control involved. Or how can an agent tell if a lead vendor is engaging in these practices?
1: So we already talked about ping Post. Every right. lead company buys leads from other sources, mm-hmm. and it's absolutely true that in the affiliate space, there are bad players out there. But not every affiliate is a bad player. And I know a lot of these other lead companies, and I'm not going to sit here and toot their horn, but I also know they have no interest in working with affiliates that are bad behavior type right. people. So the problem is, is that they need to fill their orders, and so they will go out and you know, sign everybody up, and then they'll deal with the complaints and get rid of the people based on complaints. Obviously you get somebody and they say I was only filling out, you know, a form to win a TV, well that's a problem. You know, that's where you know that maybe they don't have as good policing as maybe some of the other networks. I I think at the end of the day when you look at where the ads are running, we're all running our ads in the same places because at the end of the day we all need to generate and deliver good leads to people. But You know, when you work with affiliates and you work with lots of affiliates, and that's really the issue that they face is that they've got, you know, five, six hundred affiliates, you just can't manage them. And so stuff slips through the cracks all the time. On the opposite side of that, I've worked with Yahoo and I've ended up generating search leads on Yahoo that were incentivized. And that's because. Yahoo, Google, and Bing all have affiliates. So when I place an ad on Google, it's going out on Ask.com, it's going out on AOL, it's going out on about a dozen sites, and that's search. In Yahoo, Bing, it's going out on literally hundreds of sites. And I had a situation a few years back where it was a Yahoo lead, and you know the agent was actually able to show me the form. And the form was, get $1,200 back if you fill out this form and buy a policy. And that was from Yahoo Search, not not Yahoo Content Network. That was Search Network. And there was nothing even close to Search. So even the big boys that you think we should be able to trust, you know, you end up with situations like that where you have to police it. You know, we had a situation with Bing where they reimbursed us several thousand dollars and reimbursed all of our clients the same amount of money where they had one of their search partners. They were form stuffing because the bings and yahoos, they started policing click fraud based on the quality of the click. So if the click came to the site and just bounced away. They knew it was bad quality. They'd get rid of those offenders. And so these bad affiliates out there learned that. And so what they've done is they will actually start data entering the forms. And so then, you know, Yahoo's looking at it and says, oh, this looks like good traffic. They're going and they're converting at a really high pace. Mm -hmm. And all the leads were bogus. And when we looked at it, the IPs weren't matching. So, you know, the person was saying they're living in Sacramento, California, but the IP address was Texas. And because of all the data we have, we were able to connect all those dots. We were able to give all the agents credits on those leads. And then we were able to get, you know, the click cost refunded from Bing. Since then, we've turned off the whole Bing, Yahoo network, and we exclusively only advertise on their sites, which limits the amount of traffic we can get from there, but it's dramatically improved the quality. And it's a shame because there are some good websites in their network. It's just that they will let new websites in every day, and it's a nightmare.
0: What are some other industry practices agents should be aware of from the big lead companies?
1: So the big thing that you need to be aware of is how many times they sell a lead, When somebody says they sell the lead three to four times, that's flat out not true. You know, they might sell, like I said, the average of all the leads three or four times. But when you're talking about a 45-year-old who wants a half million or a million dollars of insurance and they're healthy, that lead's going out eight or nine times. So what you want to ask is not how many times you sell a lead. What is the most number of times your system will allow a lead to go out shared Including when you sell it aged, so they might sell that lead a maximum of eight times up front. But then they'll sell it as a 24-year-old lead, 24-hour lead, a 72-hour lead, a one-week-old lead, and a 30-day lead. Mm-hmm. That lead can go out 15 or 20 times. There's no shelf life to it. Wow. So you need to know the maximum number of times they will sell a lead, not the average.
0: Will they tell you? If they uh, call them I valid? would press them on it. Okay.
1: Yeah, and if they say three or four. I just wouldn't trust that number. Okay. That That is just not a trustworthy number because the mathematics behind what they do, so they have to have much larger sales force to support shared leads because with shared leads, you have to have on-off and all these filters and everything else. So you need to have tons and tons of agents, and agents quit all the time, as you know. Right. So they have to pour right. a lot of money into their marketing and sales. So their their metrics are very different than my metrics. My metrics are we sell a lead once, that's it. We don't have a lot of our resources going towards sales, and you know we keep our margins very, very thin. They can't do that. So they need to make, on a life lead, they need to make 50 to $60 based on where I see them bidding. So if they're selling shared leads for $10, that means they need to sell those leads six times. Yeah. And they yeah. make up for that with filters, so people say, well, I want this, this, and this, and now they're paying $15 for a shared lead, right? Yeah, yep. And that's how they get to their number of being at 50 or $60 a lead. So you really need to know that, you know, what's the maximum number of times that they will sell their lead. The second thing that people should be aware of is exclusive leads from a company that also sells shared leads. Most agents that I've talked to have this perception that, you know, they just get a lead in the normal course of a rotation. And that's not what these lead companies do. They have it set up based on how they make the most money on each lead. So agents will call me up and be like, well, I'm buying exclusive leads from XYZ lead company. And, you know, I'm getting them exclusive for $21. And and I've got all these filters. I'm only getting, you know, 35 to 50-year-olds and only half a million dollars or more and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, that's a great deal. Why are you calling me? And then they'll admit I'm not getting any leads. And the reason they're not getting leads is all the filters they just described, Mm -hmm. there's easily four or five people that will want to buy that lead on a shared basis. So I'm paying $21 or $22 for a lead with all these wonderful filters, and I'm competing against all the shared buyers. So when that lead hits the system, their system says how many shared buyers do we have on willing to take this lead, and how much are they paying for it? So, you know, Agent A will pay $15. This agent will pay 10 This agent will pay 8 And all the different prices they pay. And they add that up, and let's say it adds up to $50. And then they say, well, we've got our exclusive buyers over here. And let's say you're the top bidder for exclusive at $25. Well, do you think that the shared lead company is going to sell you that lead for $25 if they can make 60 selling it shared? The answer right. is no.
0: Right, Good great point. I never thought about it that
1: that way. And it's called optimization software, and every shared lead company has it, uses it, and deploys it. Every agent I've told this to, they've gone back and talked to the shared lead company, and they found out, yep, that's exactly what they do. So you need to be aware of those two things. What's the maximum number of times they will sell their lead, and whether they're using optimization software if you're buying exclusive leads from a shared lead company.
0: Beyond that, I mean, you work with agents all the time. What are some of the common characteristics of your most successful lead buyers, the agents who consistently buy from you?
1: The things that I've noted that make somebody a consistent buyer are similar to the traits that make somebody a successful agent. Being a successful agent means that you're going to put your emotions in your back pocket a little bit, and you're not going to look at streaks of five or ten leads. You're going to look at overall performance. And they're going to stick with a supplier that they trust and work with them to improve the products that they're getting rather than just saying, well, I'm firing you because I got a lead that I don't like. So the guys who are constantly quitting and finding new lead companies, I find, end up out of the business within six months. And they all think that it's the lead company's problem. So the biggest trait that I see with the agents is the first place they look when they're not having success is in the mirror. They don't blame other people for their own failures. If you're not converting leads, if you got 50 leads, and I don't care if you got 50 shared leads from a company that works with only affiliates, you should make a sale or two. And if you didn't, you did something wrong. And so what are they doing? They're recording their calls and they're going back and they're listening to their calls. They are looking at their scripts and saying, what am I doing wrong here? Are they connecting with people? Literally starting conversations with a lead on an accusatory note, like, well, you put this information in, didn't you? And and I've had agents call me up and be like, well, you know, and I, you know, I talked to them and I said, well, you put this information in. Why don't you want to talk to me? (laughs) Oh, man. You can hear it. I mean, you know, because when I started this company, I was the only salesperson. So I would talk to agents all the time and I would know within five minutes of my conversation, whether that guy was going to be successful and stay with me or whether they're going to quit in two weeks. And the guys were like, you know, call me up, and they're like, well, I will know how good your leads are in 10 leads. I, I knew that guy was going to quit right. within 10 leads.
0: Right. I see a lot and, of agents, a lot of agents, unfairly scrutinize lead vendors because they're either awful salespeople or they have unrealistic expectations or it's a very small sample size. I, complete, I see that all the time, too.
1: And they don't understand what a lead is. You know, they think that leads – are prospects. And, you know, you and I both went through the classic life insurance training, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. you know, where you said, well, this is a suspect. You you know, when I started, it was like, you know, write your list of everyone, you know, (laughs) you know, and I was 22 right out of college in 1985. So it was like my parents, you know, my parents, friends, my friends from college, blah, blah, blah. And then you call all of them. And then the ones you get appointments with, they became prospects. Well, lead off of the internet They're literally in the first step of buying a life insurance policy. And what I can tell you is that each person who does a search on Google and searches for life insurance is at a different stage of that buying process. Some people have waited to the last minute and they're like, oh, my gosh, I told my wife two months ago I was going to do this. Now they just have to get it done. And those are the ones that you might one call close. And then you have other people who have you know, looked at their finances at the end of the year and they had another child and they're very deliberate and they say, I need to get another $250,000 of insurance or I don't have any insurance and I just got married and I need to get a half million dollars of insurance or whatever the number is. Mm-hmm. And that person might take 60 to 90 days to actually buy that policy. Yep, And the people who are experienced or the people who are a little just aware of how human beings are will take that with a grain of salt and understand that. And they'll nurture and work the leads over time so that the guys I see successful, they'll constantly tell me about leads that they've sold that I sent them that are six months old, whereas the guys who aren't. They, you know, they're just, they work their leads. Oh, I only work my leads for one week. If I don't make a sale on the first, the guys will call me up and be like, oh, you know, they just know it all, right? Oh, if I don't make a sale on the first week, you know, this lead's no good, and they just throw it out. <laughs> Jeff, we found when I ran as an agency, 50% of our sales came three weeks or more after the original lead date. And yeah, that just I, blows these people away when I say that.
0: Yeah, and, and so another good characteristic that I'll say as well, I've been working leads for five plus years I've been working your leads for over a year it's you have to have a system you have to have a system to follow up with these people and you can't work leads profitably if you don't have a system that you work every single day just plug it in make your calls make it send your emails and keep and keep on these people that you know until they tell you no or take a hike um, there's no reason yeah. to just just to give up because they said oh you know I'm not interested right now or it's, it's not the right time or Call me back in, in a month. Yeah,
1: they give up too easily yeah. on objections.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I, I completely understand what you're saying here, and I hope this gets through to a lot of the agents listening to this call and working internet leads, is that is a huge part of when you're buying leads, is you cannot make your decision on the first even month or two. As long as your contact rate is there, then you need to stick with it.
1: No, and I was just going to add that you know, if you're hearing not interested a lot, that's definitely a signal that you've got to look in the mirror because consumers, the buyer, you've got 15 seconds before they decide whether or not they will buy from you. That's it. And people don't – I mean that's a, that's a proven statistic. You start talking to somebody. You pick up the phone. You call lead. Within 15 seconds, they will make a decision whether or not they will even buy from you. And if they decide they're not going to buy from you, that's over. Yep. And you're going to get the, I'm not interested. Well, really, they're not interested. They've searched Google. They came to our website, and they will only put in their real name and contact information. That is not somebody who's not interested. Right. Right. If they were only playing on the Internet, they're going to put in a bogus phone number, or they're going to put in, you know, Joe Smith instead of their real name. So – that's, a, you know, when somebody can be that self-aware and saying, wow, what am I doing wrong, rather than what's lead company doing wrong, you know, that makes a big difference. And I totally agree on the system, and there's no excuse not to have a system when there are systems like Zoho, which I've never personally used, but I know a number of people who have, and it's a perfectly adequate CRM that's free.
0: Well, I think I'm going to stop it right here. This has been a ton of valuable information, and thanks a lot for sharing all of it. So let me end it off here. Where can agents find you?
1: They could just go to benepath.net. Benepath.com is our site that we have set up for consumers and small businesses that are looking for quotes. Benepath.net is our site for agents to come and learn more about our lead program. And our toll-free number is 866-368-0377. And we've got three great salespeople, Ken, Judy, and Mike, ready to talk to anyone who's interested.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I've been working with Mike for about a year now. Thanks again for taking the time, and best of luck to you guys.
1: Thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate it.
0: And now for a peek into our community of life insurance agents over at CellTermLife.com, here are some of this week's hot topics. Oh, so much good stuff this week. Let's start with our friend Tom from M2 Insurance, who guided the community to the best life insurance options for those with HIV. He breaks it down into age range and companies, and it's my new go-to resource for those with HIV. I personally recorded a screencast on how I quote term guaranteed universal life, no medical exam life insurance, final expense, graded death benefit life insurance, and guaranteed issue products on the fly while still on the phone with the prospect. And we also have a discussion on the most common objection we hear after presenting quotes. It's the I-want-to-think-about-it objection. There's some really great advice on what agents are saying, and we all agree that the conversation definitely doesn't end there. To join the conversation and discover how you can use modern techniques to sell more life insurance, work more efficiently, and on your own terms, head over to selltermlife.com. We'll see you back next Thursday morning for another value-packed episode of the Modern Life Insurance Selling Podcast.
1: editing and production of this podcast were provided by Authority Engine. Learn more at authorityengine.com.